No hipsters. No hipsters. No hipsters pod. 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 Episode 54, No Hipsters Pods. Your boy Ronse, the founder of NoHipstersLaw.com. And this week, our guest is my dear friend, a strategic communicator, Malika. Hi. Up. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome. You really should have been here already, but uh, I'm glad we finally made it happen. Actually, on the 50th episode, I think you're like the star of the show. Like, <laughs> like everybody's like raving about you and all the cool things you said. The Kanye conversation so often ends up throwing folks with, with other people with mental health issues under the bus um, in a way that tends to just kind of paint them all with one brush and like create a really negative picture of what mental health issues actually look like. So I'm glad to have you. Thank you. It's Special a pleasure. Person. Thank yes. you. Cheers. <laughs> All right, let's get right to it. Um, so, Rihanna. Can I talk about the fact that we cheers and I drank and then you didn't drink? We'll see, we'll see what it works. I'm just saying. Oh, good. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> I feel like it Mind goes against the code. We were drink. it is. It just goes against the code. That's my bad. And we were drinking for like it's an hour. Like common courtesy. Spot, like, okay. <laughs> Rihanna, yes, pregnant. Um, yeah, finally after years like the rumors and yes. all of that, she's finally she's you actually, know with a child, yes, and ASAP was the man to do it. Lucky man. I, who would have thought <laughs> it would be him? You know. Okay, so obviously on the one hand, major congratulations to her. I yes. think she is like the most gorgeous yeah. pregnant woman, and she just has this glow about her that. Um, I think shows everyone that she's like genuinely happy about this baby right. um, and it's been it's been nice to like see her in a relationship and like see her in something that um, that feels like she really wants to be in so that's really nice when I think about kind of like this relationship overall though my first thought is always is always in this context like her brand because she's a billionaire she's a mogul she has um, you know, Fenty and her brand, Billy. Bruh, a lot of money. her brand is not just, you know, music any longer. It hasn't been for a minute. It's, it's, oh, we ain't, we ain't never getting that out. Yeah, First six, and foremost, we ain't never getting that out. It's the sixers auntie, so. Um, we ain't never getting that out. Yeah. But, but I say that to say that when I think about like Fenty as a brand, it's always been about this like really inclusive space for women, right? And um, and inclusive sizing and, and and diversity in models and all of these things that have made her kind of stand out in the industry and have really made her a unicorn, just being this incredible woman who is like behind this, um, this force. And so when I think about that and then think about her chosen partner, Wake it up. Wake I'm it up. saying, I just <laughs> wonder from a branding perspective whether or not that is being considered. And who knows? Because, and, and just for context, like I'm referencing um, the fact that ASAP Rocky has made disparaging comments about uh, darker black women um, and also has made commentary about, you know, Black Lives Matter and following the George Floyd um, death. And I think it was Mike Brown. It was Mike Brown. Yeah, Mike You're, Brown. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. And, and let's just to remind people watching that after yeah. Mike Brown died, he mm -hmm. basically said um, something to the effect that he just he didn't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so, obviously, there's like a lot to kind of unpack there because on the one hand, I think that there is this there's a common misconception that 
black people once they achieve a certain level of fame or wealth or prestige are somehow then immune to the impacts of racism. And we see time and time again that that's just not the reality. Um, like your money does not save you, your fame does not save you, your title does not save you. Um, it doesn't matter how many people like have your records or know who you are, you are still at the end of the day a nigga. Yeah, and that's just... the hard way in, where was this, Sweden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and so that being said, like, it's hard to then imagine that you could have that kind of perspective um, knowing how you are viewed and how you are perceived worldwide. And so I think that there is, there's like a lot of kind of insulation that must, must exist for you to assume that people are not viewing you in that way or that this is not something you should care about because of what, you know, whoever you are. So that's- And that's on ASAP's part. That's on ASAP's part. So that's, so that's one thing that is already an issue. Um, second to that, of course, is his comments about, you know, darker black women. And as a chocolate mogul myself, no, okay. <laughs> I mean, when I hear these things, like I'm not pressed because it's something that I've like heard consistently. And at the end of the day, you know, you can think whatever you think, but. Still got the purple lipstick. That ain't my business is all I, you know, is my perspective, is not my business. Um, like what you think about me or, or people who look at like, like me, is really not my concern. Um, it is damaging, I will say, especially for, for any woman who hears that and actually is internalizing that. And that damage in a lot of ways can have applicability to Rihanna's brand. And so I think that when they first started dating, you saw a lot of this energy um, and a lot of that commentary coming out where people were like, wait, but isn't he a colorist? Yeah, like, how do you reconcile, you reconcile brand, yeah. like being this mogul attached to this amazing brand that you've created around the concept of inclusivity and then partnering with this person who for all I know has changed. Like perhaps, you know, it's been a couple of years since, this, since these comments. I think this was like 2019 maybe. Um, so perhaps he has grown. I have no idea. I think that people have the capacity for growth. But which of the comments specifically? Specifically, I'm talking about the colorist comments. Okay, those are more recent. Those are more recent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so perhaps he has grown. I have no idea. I don't know this person. Um, and, and so while I would like to think that, you know, there is a possibility that he has come to understand like why that view is so problematic, my immediate thought when I think beyond the brand is he is approximately my complexion, right? And the way genetics work means that his child is likely to either be his color <laughs> or somewhere in between. Like there's a high probability that that baby is gonna come out looking like him. And he has lovely skin, mind you. Yeah, but it's lovely skin. Well, Rihanna is really, really light. She is, but so I'm just so saying that's genetics. Yeah. Like you don't know, yeah. Yeah. you just yeah. don't know. And you know the way genetics works, it's like the child could come out looking like Rihanna, could come out looking like him, could come out any. It, it, there's such a range when it comes to blackness because we just are such a we just have such a spectrum of melanin and. There's something that is just really incredible about the the aesthetics that we managed to to show up with. Um, but that's but that's the point that I make though is like you don't know what what your child is going to look like, and so 
are you then comfortable bringing a child into the world and feeling really like you have the capacity to pour into them and to pour everything that they need to really face the world that is already going to, in a lot of ways, um, be against them from jump. And so I just think that for me, that's something that I consistently consider when I consider partners, um, when I consider just like who I interact with in general is like, I am not a mother yet, but if I ever do have children, my immediate thought process is like, is this potential father going to pour into my child and going to like shower them in the love and the protection of pride that they're gonna need to like go out into the world and live and live their best life? Okay. And so I just have those questions. Okay. Is all I'm saying. Right, right. I don't know. Wait, of course. We I'm don't. just saying I we got don't. these questions. Yeah. Unanswered. Okay. Unanswered. And of course, and of course she, she doesn't have to answer. It's her exactly. life. The, and, the baby's and, on the way. Right exactly. Here. And also, I don't know Rihanna. Right. So, exactly. so like, you know, yeah. she doesn't have to answer these questions to me. I'm yeah. just saying, like, from a branding perspective, yeah. that is something I think about because she has a business. And right. it's not just it's not just me asking these yeah. questions. It's Ooh, other, aside from the business, like, it's other personal people. brand, how do you reconcile this person and these comments with who you are? Precisely. So, um, but, you know, of course, you know, relationships never make sense like that. Yeah. Like, people always end up with people that don't always um, align with their values. We Which would hope that, you know, that we changes or whatever, but like, it is what it is. They're both uh, rich, famous, good looking, in many ways, the perfect couple, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, um, yeah, that, that, that you're making, you bring up some very fair points about yeah. how there's a, a, a slight misalignment as far as who they've been yeah. in the public eye. Yeah. And, and so people also say like, you know, like, and I, I hate when we say this, but I get it. Like, you know, like she's too good for him in terms of, like, she's too big for him, right? Especially when people were saying you were just dating this, like, you know, billionaire dude yeah. up until, what, two years ago? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so people, yeah, like, you know, basically you think she's, she's you know, birthing it down, if that makes any sense, or, well, I mean, or mating I down. See, I wouldn't even say that, though, okay. because I feel like, I feel like it is... I feel like it's problematic to try to like put people into boxes and be like, oh, well, only you yeah. could, you're only allowed to fall in love with whoever, you know, people in this tax bracket. Right. Yeah. I just feel like that's that's weird and kind of gross. But um, but that's the general. No, no, I'm not saying yeah. that people don't feel that way. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, for me personally, I'm like, <laughs> like it's actually not your business. Like, so basically, Forbes goes singer, billionaire, that shit was so funny. And whatever. That the headline person, was hilarious. And rapper was like, and a rapper boyfriend. <laughs> Like, damn. That headline sent oh, me. Oh my said, goodness! You're like, nah. I said, damn. They, they don't respect ASAP, but it's all good. But you know what though? Like, but, and, but so, what I loved about that though, aside from like kind of my you know my views on ASAP um, and the problematic things that he has said, aside from that, I just like as a woman, right, found a lot of joy in that because you so often have these headlines where you have two people that are in a lot of like in so many ways like equally yoked but the the man is the center of the headline and it's like billionaire entrepreneur so and so marries i don't know yeah. Shrimp like, farmer, like I don't know, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, like some basic. Jeff Bezos and his wife, or this literally, person, it's, unless like it's Brad and Angelina, exactly, or both exactly, huge, or and it's, if like, it's like Beyonce and Jay Z, where she's the more famous person, right, right. even though he has more money, than, right? You know, but it's like there's always this, there's always this disparity in like how couples are addressed yeah. um, in the public eye, depending on like who is more public, even if the other, even if the partner is 
like incredibly accomplished yeah. and you know has their own money and all that like it's always you're always like a derivative yeah. of I mean, this person so if the person's more famous has more money no i so totally get that i'm like, just saying like there are also all... certain moments yeah. though i will say not even when you're, when you're talking about famous people but like say for example you know you know we have like a lot of really accomplished friends yeah. right and um and so for myself in my profession like often there is the assumption, say for example, like a female coworker of mine shows up at an event mm -hmm. and she's brought her spouse. There is the assumption that her spouse the is person. the invited person and she is not. And it doesn't actually matter what the spouse does. Yeah. Like he could be an artist, he could be a lawyer, he could be like any amazing, you know, person. But the fact that the assumption is always that like he must you know, be this distinguished yeah. you know individual like, and she is like the derivative she's the, she's the appendage it's, right it's, that's it's, like that's what blows me and so yeah. that's why that headline i was like oh well chuckle yeah slight chuckle that was like <laughs> uh, Angel Angel. Rihanna and local man <laughs> Yeah, they were like Angel, Angel Rihanna and local, and local Man. It's just like, yo. I was like, facts. Right, right, right. I was basically right. that. Like, I died. That was so funny. <laughs> but listen, I, I love it. I love it. I and, um, and it's, but I am happy she's happy. I was yeah, like, yeah, of course. But listen, ultimately, so, like, we don't know these people and they can do whatever they want. And we know people who make horrible decisions every day. Oh, literally. And it's not saying the decision is horrible, but we're saying. No, but I'm saying, like, but at the same time, like, one thing that I've had to learn is that, you know, somebody else's decision is not my decision and it doesn't have to be. And, you know, the person that I would choose is definitely not the person that somebody else would choose. But that's why there's somebody for everybody. Right, right, right. It Hopefully. Is what it is. Right, right. So, there's anyways, that. Congrats, Brianna. You like to see it. <laughs> uh, I'm blo the, 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 the pregnancy shoot, I have oh, to say. Oh, that was lovely. Well, okay, so here's the thing. No, 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 and I say that, but I say that like because it was, no, and I say that because it was just so casual, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just like, it felt like, oh, we're just out here living our lives. Right, right, right. So it's like, for how glam Rihanna is, she very much likes this, like, you know. Yeah, but I think that's just she kind has of like her energy. Like, she's just thing. like, she does. Yeah. She does have some of her energy. Um, but I just feel like that's just kind of her aesthetic. And, and if that is, like, I'm never one to, to shade pregnancy photo shoots unless they're like crazy egregious right. and that's because again my preference is not gonna be your preference like what I want to showcase is not gonna be what you want to showcase and mm -hmm. so if you want it to be like this casual vibe strolling through New York with your man right. live your best life like you look beautiful she's always gonna look stunning um She's I'm a super cute pregnant no one lady. I saw them before I know, right? it was public. Cause they were out in right? Because like, they were just like, oh, you're living, like, how did you know? nobody see them? Well, maybe, maybe people saw them and thought they were random people. Like, that's true. How did that, like, that how does happen. did we not see the pictures before they were published? But, you know, they yeah. listen, I think they can make a beautiful baby. Uh, they, yeah. Beautiful baby, and they, yeah. they're both good looking. Yeah. So, uh, congrats to them. It's really, it's really out of my tax bracket. So Listen, Godspeed. We ain't in it. So I'm gonna just mind my black business right, and right. drink my water. Exactly. Let us talk about Nicholas Scott Cannon, um, <laughs> uh, a father, so far really father of seven, tragically lost yes. one. So father of that six really now. 
but is now expecting another baby um, with a lady named Brie Tiesi, who's mm -hmm. supposedly uh, Johnny Manziel's ex-wife. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Okay. So, um, yeah, expecting what will be his eighth kid. Um, and, um, yeah, first of all, you know, there was this whole announcement about celibacy, and he explains <laughs> he explains that the announcement, the, the, the knowledge of this eighth baby yeah. was what led to the celibacy uh -huh. exercise uh -huh. my therapist was one of the ones who said i should probably be celibate and the reason why is because i had shared that news about you know brie being pregnant the whole thing is really it's it's we make jokes about it and it is funny in some ways in some ways it is but, but it's i also... really do think that because he's so playful and because for so many of us like he's like you know we've known him since yeah. we were kids like yeah. we've been watching Nick Cannon for like 25 years mm -hmm. now and so we laugh and he laughs about it but right a part of me is like this man's a monster like this <laughs> crazy I mean if you think about it like if you think about just and also by like five different women, mind yeah, you. Five. So this is really, really a complicated situation of which like six of those kids were born like the last like five yes. years. So Okay, like, so like when does the joking stop and when do we right. start talking about this more seriously? So I do have I do have thoughts on this one. Um because I agree that it's one of those scenarios where it's like, on the one hand, not my business. If you have the resources to care for these children, sure, live your best life. Um is that my preference? Hell to the fuck no. But you do you. Um, that being said though, I do think that you bring up a good point about kind of like, when does this stop being a joke? And he himself commented on this when talking about his celibacy and trying to like kind of clear that up because I think this is what, back in like December, October, I can't remember, sometime late last year, um, that he noted that he was going going to be celibate, and it was and it was this you know this eighth child that sparked that decision. Um, he apparently did not make it into twenty twenty two. Apparently, didn't make it what, what, into twenty twenty two celibate because he's, he's known about this baby since no October. no no. But he said that he had had sex back in like. I think December 31st or something like that. So it was like he didn't make it into the new year. Um, Nick, we were rooting for you. You know? But... Were we though? Because I wasn't. <laughs> okay. I wasn't. But, you know, it is what it is. But that being said, um, he did so because of apparently a conversation that he'd had like with his therapist, therapist. And, like, you know, talking about, you know, trying to kind of get to the root of like, why is this your reality? Um, and... And I do think that needs to be explored more in depth. Like, I'm not saying that celibacy is like the answer, um, but he did mention that it allowed him the space to kind of reflect on himself and to like get to know himself better, which I think is lovely and beautiful. And perhaps maybe lean into that and like maybe find more opportunities to explore yourself um, and to figure out like why you feel this need to like create this connection with these women when I can't imagine a scenario where you can actively father eight children in five different homes. It is not possible. You can provide resources. Which he has to resources. Yes, you can, you can completely provide resources for eight different children in five different homes. 
but are you being an active father to eight different children impossible. in five different homes? It is not possible. And so I think that like when, you know, so many people when they comment on the situation like, oh, well he has the money, da, da, da. it's like, it's no. not about money. Mm -hmm. Like, are you being a father? That's right. not, that's com that's a completely different conversation. And he takes all these pictures on like, it puts pictures on Instagram, like right. shows okay, all so at the same time. Shower, like, okay, like, like, yes, and like, oh, many of the kids. But can you even hold all those kids at the same time? You can't. Can. Like, you can't watch them but simultaneously. He's like, but he's like so active with like the PR of it, where yes. it's like, no, you're not. This, you're not fooling anybody. Yeah. It's impossible to do it. And um, and funny. my question is always like, but are you okay? Because like, what makes you think? Oh, I have to not only like have sex with these women, but there's like. There's just something that is so much deeper, obviously, about yeah. having a child with a person. Right. So that's what I was gonna I was, I was gonna say. So I was watching this video on TikTok of this um, woman who was a former former phone sex worker. Right. And she said, "If it exists, someone is attracted to it." I bring this up because there's been a lot of news lately about certain celebrities having a shit ton of kids. Some people are surprised, but spoiler alert. I'm not. And I'll tell you why. Pregnancy kink, breeding fetish. That she was talking about, you know, breeding fetishes and pregnancy kinks. Yes. And how Nick yes. probably suffers from either or both. Mm -hmm. And the way she explained it was actually pretty, you know, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a, a, a clip of it, but mm -hmm. she goes into so much detail mm -hmm. and it makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it really makes you look at it differently and like, really start feeling like maybe he needs help no i do because uh, my thought process is like when i see someone who's so focused on the the family aspect of it all you know like and having all of these children like when i think about kids and why so many people like to have them it's because of like legacy and it's because there's you know always someone to kind of take care of you and there's this sense of connection like you always have this this connection with this person even if you're not in like an active romantic relationship with them whatever mm -hmm. cool and so it, when i see examples like nick cannon my first thought is like is there love that is missing in your life that you are trying to fill with children or with you know some semblance of family or like what where does that drive come from so i don't know what the yeah so i don't know what the um and what kills me what though is that he, says, I feel but... like, so she talks about how he tries to wrap a lot of this in yeah. like pan-Africanism and how like, oh, I'm, you know. I swear to God, if somebody- But what kills me about Nick though is that he does do all that big talk about like, you know, yeah. black power or whatever, or pro-blackness. Mm -hmm. but, he, but he has not really been with like any women who are black from afar. And, and, and we love Mariah. Mariah, like you'd have to be up close, right? To know. She would have to literally tell you. Um, Brittany Bell, okay, you, if you met her, you might know, but yeah. she's still very mm -hmm. much from afar could fake it mm -hmm. if she wanted to, uh, as, and call herself something else. Yeah, for sure. Um, Abby DeLarosa, I don't think is black at all. Mm. I think Alyssa Scott might be half black. Like, it's just... Maybe. I don't know. I don't but, personally they, know their backgrounds, but... But, 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 but they but all yes, look... No, none I know. of them are black from afar, it's not Yes, there's, so a, there's a lot someone, of racial ambiguity, for sure. For someone who does all that talk, yes. it's almost like this... Like, have you seen, like, uh, Don't Be a Medicine South Central? Where, mm -mm. Like, the, this, like, this character who's, like, really pro-black, but mm -hmm. he, like, ends up with a white woman. My milk of magnesia. Oh! Oh! After the devil made you, he broke the mold. Well, maybe you and I could, uh... 
Make a little jungle fever. That's literally my canon. Like, yeah. He loves oh, no, his milk and magnesium, sure. for sure. But he's also, I think if I remember correctly, made comments about like the challenges of being a darker black woman in the, in the industry. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. And, um, but it wasn't within the context of like, oh, I'm personally doing anything about it. Okay. <laughs> it was just, just like, oh, generally. That's, that's a thing. Right. Like, and so I, <laughs> Right. And so I thought it was interesting because I was like, okay, but what are you doing to shift that? And... <laughs> Right, and um, and my thing is like when it comes oh, I guess to he did, he did date Jessica White, and she's dark. So I guess they're... oh wow, one yay, good <laughs> like I guess you get a cookie. I don't know. Right, and and, and I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I think she got pregnant as well and had a miscarriage. I think. Wow, that's really. If tragic. that's a lie, then I'll scrap it. I'll, I'll cut this comment. Yeah. But yeah, well, I hope not. Um, yeah, that's really tragic. Yeah, because she made a whole post about it. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will say though that when it comes to like my general view on people's choices as it relates to relationships, like that shit is not my business. And as long as you're not trying to make it my business, yeah. I'm not concerned. So like, I mean, we'll talk about it. Like, you know, right. But again, but, not my shit. Like yeah, I don't just, like you know. I just don't care enough. But it's always my main issue with um, with black men who consistently date women who are not black is always like when you try to bring me into it where it's like well i don't date x y and z because okay. black which I, I, don't, I don't think that's no 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 yeah. i don't think that's like okay. i'm just saying like that is the that's where yeah. i'm like well <laughs> which, which actually on a couple of the last couple episodes we spoke about these yeah. guys on this podcast oh my god we're not going to talk I, about them again but you know who we're talking about of course because they're so lame yeah they're so fucking oh black yeah. and it, what was funny though is like one, I had no idea like who these men were and like what their podcast was. Like I had no context. But when I when I figured out like what was going on, I was like, oh, okay, so you know you're irrelevant, and this is the reason why you need to like have these like really inflammatory conversations because that is how you get yeah. clicks. Like that's how you get views because no one else and then when they had, like, care about you. Brittany Renner was in their face. <laughs> Brittany Renner was. I thought like, that was hilarious. Yeah. What do you gain from telling girls that they're not special? How does that make you feel? I mean, I know, everything, talking, is, I know we... everything is a joke, but I'm asking you a real question. So how does that make you feel? Because if I say you're a bitch ass nigga, that does something for me, right? If I insult you, or if I tell you you're not special, you're forgettable, well, what does that do for me? No, but that doesn't, but that's what I'm saying. No, but I'm, but I'm saying, what if I call you, if I just say that, Again, you're forgettable. That's why I didn't want to do you guys' podcast. Forgettable. Hate the setup. Uh, the name is underwhelming. I didn't really see the value in it. Right? Yeah. That's, right. that's how I feel. He was like right in front of them. They were so quiet. Like, oh, I thought oh you yeah. Were, I thought you oh, were I just... thought you were about that. Like, yeah. oh, but, but now we're going to, really we're here. Right. We're going to have this conversation. Right. And now you have nothing to say. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I mean, but that's the kind of like, that's the kind of scenario where I'm like, what is the purpose of really giving it energy? Because at the end of the day, there's something that's very clearly wrong with you um, where you would feel the need to like put down any group of people to justify like your decisions in right. relationships. So just do just, just do you and like say it with your chest. Unfortunately. So yeah. anyway, I don't think that um, that's the scenario with Nick, but I do think it's really, it is really interesting yeah. that Especially, I mean, there's that dichotomy. Like, uh, we could, like, maybe one or two women, okay, whatever, but like, at this point, like, you're like five baby mothers, yeah. and it's quite consistent. It's so, a trend. And, 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 and listen, and ultimately, I'm, I'm not saying that people can't make any like choices that they want to. Yeah. 
I'm just saying it doesn't mesh with the right. Pan-African message and exactly. branding. Exactly, exactly. Which, I don't even think you should be talking about that shit because he clearly doesn't mm -hmm. have the range. Like, anytime he tries to, he's like, I don't think you have the depth to really handle the topics you're trying to talk about, which is why he gets in trouble. He, he made some comments that were um, anti-Semitic and somehow got away that. from it. because his, that. And that just shows his brand is quite yeah. strong. Got away with it. Got to keep his mask singer gig. Got to keep wild and like it's amazing, mm -hmm. but yeah. Then, you know what? Let's let's talk a bit more about Nick Cannon because mm. I have to say he's been working overtime to push um, misinformation mm. about um, Dr. Sabiana. Yeah. Who that is. Yeah. Yeah. And he, Nick is big on that. Like apparently uh, working yeah. on a documentary. I don't know if ever. Oh yeah, released, yeah, yeah. But He's working on a documentary to promote Dr. Sebi, and I'm like, this, this, this guy's a confirmed quack. Like, information is out there, um, and I don't know why, but, um, but so, that's just more evidence that he's not that smart to me. I mean, my thing is, like, you know, I will say that when it comes to, like, being someone who grew up very much on holistic remedies, um, and, like, my parents have always been very much about holistic remedies, always. Um, and I feel like it was really beneficial. But that being said, it was never like, oh, you can only have holistic remedies. It was, like I also had asthma as a child. So if I was having an attack, right, if I was having an attack, like they took me to the hospital. Like it wasn't like, oh, well, we're just gonna crush some ginger. And like, you know, like, no, let's you know, help. <laughs> I was just gonna die. Yeah, the <laughs> like, like, no, you know, because in so many ways, like, it, the two can coexist. And I, I'm always, I'm always hesitant to, I'm always hesitant to, to support, like, views that separate them and make it, you know, this or that, as right. if you can only have one. Like, no, actually, what my view of, like, holistic health and choice and access means that I'm able to access holistic remedies and I'm able to understand them fully and also in acute situations be able to go to a hospital and be serviced and be serviced in an accessible fashion in a way that does not then make me less safe because of the biases that exist in our in our medical system like those two things can coexist um I'm always just hesitant to back ideas that focus specifically on holistic medicine as if you can never then have Western medicine as well. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Right. Like, you can actually just both. have both. Go get vaccinated. Thank you. That, listen, listen. Like, it's it's that two part. years. Like, let's, guys. That part. Seriously. Because I'm tired. Same. I'm tired. Yes. COVID has got out. I'm tired. Literally, like, this is posted this like meme on TikTok. <laughs> Time is slipping away from me. Yeah. Time. Honestly, facts. No, and as someone who has a late March birthday, literally, I turned <laughs> one age, and literally, I'm going to my third birthday. Yeah. yeah. That is a yeah. In the That's pandemic. A thing. That's a thing. So. That's a thing. Time and is slipping away from me. me. <laughs> Facts, unfortunately. So yeah, and granted, like when it comes to when it comes to vaccination, like 
there are very real reasons why people have vaccine hesitancy, and I'm not going to discredit that. Um, I do feel like there needs to be more work that is done to address why people have vaccine hesitancy, as opposed to making it like, oh, well, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? I like, mean, like and, I, and I say that only because, like, there are real reasons why people know, do the, the, feel the, these The distrust is rooted in yes. something. And so it's like, okay, you should you should really probably address that. That being said, this shit has come out and I'm trying yeah, to get the butt out of a pandemic. And like, a lot I'm of these people are quite, like, I'm impervious to, like, so no, that we, is true. That we, is true. We have, like, we have to, like, and I will say that, like, well. it, it has also been proven that, like, the more attempts at convincing, like, the less likely people are. Yeah, like, the more. You made yeah. that point. If we're lucky, 2024. Ooh. Oh, you don't think so? Uh, oh, oh, really? their views actually become more entrenched and, and more intractable the more you try to actually kind of get them over to the other side so so there is so there is that um i say all that to say i don't have any answers but um but i do wish that we were in a place where people were not getting their information from facebook and from instagram um random websites talking about i'm doing my research what research <laughs> Do you have a medical, like, are you reading medical <laughs> journals? Are you doing your actual research? Like, are you, are you setting up medical studies? Because I don't think you're doing that. Yeah. So I'm just really confused. You're just, yeah. I'm just really confused as to where At you're this getting point, I'm not, like, I don't even debate people about the vaccine anymore. Like, oh, no, I definitely don't. Because it's, it's above yeah, me now. Yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> it's, I, I'm it's just going to do my part. I'm waiting for them to ask us to take another now. booster. I'm, I'm, it's above me now. I'm, I'm ready. Give me my second booster, <laughs> that third part. Like, clearly, this is going to be what our lives look like for the, for the foreseeable future. So. Unfortunate. Changing gears yeah. to a very sad um, oh. topic, uh, the 2019 Miss USA, Chesley Christ, passed away this past week. Um, she jumped down from her building, I believe that the 29th yeah. floor terrace is where she was last seen in Manhattan, and um, jumped to her death. Um, yeah, and she's she she's passed away. It's, incredibly sad like yeah. I, I literally i couldn't think about anything else for like the 24 hours after the news broke mm -hmm. and um it's just so sad to see someone who is um that beautiful mm -hmm. that accomplished was a lawyer, was a lawyer yeah. and also had an mba yeah. and uh was working on extra literally working what will be like a dream gig for mm -hmm. me and um in many ways she's what i would like to call one of god's favorites mm -hmm. Like people just seem to have it all. Mm -hmm. You have the looks, you have the accomplishment, you have like the person, like mm -hmm. you have everything. Like she interviewed Denzel Washington like mm -hmm. two weeks before she died. Literally, you are the envy of most human beings, and you weren't happy. And so, you know, depression is it's not it's not what people most people think it is. Where yeah. it's like, oh, like oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, oh, you have you know, you're depressed because you don't have this or you don't have mm -hmm. that. You can see people literally have everything mm -hmm. and, you know, yeah, it's, so it's just not that simple. It's, it's never that simple. And um, I just have to say first and foremost, obviously, just sending so much love to her family, to her friends, to her loved ones, um, because I'm sure that it was a shock for them as well. Um, 
and you know suicide in, in, in particular is always just in so many ways um, death is death is challenging generally but like when you just really just don't see that coming um, I think that is another layer of hurt and um, uh, and so I'm just sending them all the support that um, that they need during this time I will say that you know, depression is a, is, is a silent killer. And it doesn't matter how beautiful you are, it doesn't matter how much fame you have, it doesn't matter, you know, how much prestige you have. Um, it will trick you into believing that you're better off not being here. And so I'm just so sad that, um, that that was where she ended up. But I also feel like it was in some ways a call. Um, and we always say this, you know, whenever whenever suicide is um, is the cause of death, you know, check on your strong friends and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so it's, it's no, like, it's, not, it's so much deeper, but it's also like, okay, but then what? Like yeah. you check on them and then what? Like, what yeah. are you doing to try to make sure that they feel supported? Like, what do you actually, are you, what signs are you looking for? Like, do you know what to look out for? You know, when, um, when there's potential that your friend is suicidal, like what are you even looking for? People just say check on your strong friends as if that is like the yeah. end of that call right. to action. Um, and I, I would, I would go a step further and say like educate yourself on what are the signs of depression, what are, and because there is a difference, mind you, between depression and suicidal ideations, and people can be depressed and not suicidal. Um, and most people, depressed people are not suicidal. Yes, like most depressed people are not suicidal, but you can also have suicidal ideations and it can show up in a variety of ways. And so I would just encourage people to really educate themselves on like what that looks like um, and what to kind of listen out for when you are having these conversations where you're checking on your strong friends, quote unquote, because um, you just never know. and. And I think for her, being such an accomplished person, um, being someone who's so in the public sphere, there's something that's even more challenging about going through mental health crises in that space. Because where do you even turn? Like, I have no idea. Like, where do you even turn in that scenario? She apparently she told no one till like days before her death. Like, she told yeah. her mom that she was depressed. Like, apparently shortly before she finally took her her life um and um it's it's crazy now one thing that i think mm. gives you a little bit of an insight to how she was feeling was a, is an essay she yes, wrote for a magazine yeah right before she turned 30 last yeah, year and you could just see that she was kind of agonizing about yeah, turning 30 yeah. and it's like it's crazy that we uh, I mean, I guess I'm thinking, I'm speaking for myself and most of my friends. I also live in DC where yeah. most 30 somethings act like they just graduated college, but that's another conversation. And I love that, by the way. <laughs> but it's like for a lot of people, they, they still feel that way like, oh, 30, like my yeah. wife's, you know, why am I not this? Why am I not mm -hmm. that? What's, you know. But that's the thing, like, comparison will steal your joy. And. And you know we we're talking about this kind of offline before we even got into this, um, you know, into into the podcast. But like, just talking about how the silver lining of comparison is that it does drive you to um, to want more. Like you can see your friends and be like, oh, 
this person is really killing it. Like, let me get like them. You know, there is that part of comparison. I think it's really positive. But then on the other hand, there's the other aspect where you find yourself you find yourself feeling like you haven't done enough. And we all do this. Um, I certainly do this on a regular basis where I'm like, oh, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And it's like, who said you were supposed to be there? First of all, like who said that this was Facts. actually where your journey was supposed to go? Like you're where you're, you are supposed to be right now, point blank period. Um, and I think that it can be really, really challenging to, um, to have this perception of like what your life is supposed to look like and and bridging the gap between that vision and your reality, that's where mm. that's where the depression often lies. Yeah. And and it's not just it's not just her, it's not just, you know, it's not just like people that we see in the public eye, but especially being still in a pandemic, y'all y'all really think we out of this panini. We not. Um Anyway, um, we are still in it and and having like come through this now entering year three, you know, there are so many of us who have really had challenging experiences with our mental health, myself included. Um, and and it's like this, these are actually unprecedented times. I know we say that shit a lot, but like literally. we're literally yeah. in unprecedented times. Um, and and so mental health issues are going to be more of a problem. It, mm. COVID is not the only killer. Right. It is the depression that is associated with being in this current environment. Um, there's so many other factors that are going into why people are feeling the way that they're feeling, and they're all valid. I think the great so, the, the great resignation is a byproduct of that. Oh, for like sure. People, everyone's like taking the inventory of their lives. Oh, for sure. Like, hey, and realizing like, wait, I don't actually like my life. Like, wait <laughs> like, a second. Like, like, I don't like this job. Actually, fuck this job. Like, you know? tons of people so, on TikTok are like, oh, I quit and I have nothing lined up. Yeah, Like, yeah. I, like you know. But, uh, but you know, but back to Chesley, it's so sad. And like, in the essay, she talks about how like, people were calling for the age limit to be reduced for Miss USA because yeah. she was the oldest Miss USA yeah. ever. People calling her ugly. And yeah, it's just, she, she was yeah. going through things, but like, you know, and, and, and of course we can't like diminish any of that. But at the end of the day, I'm like, this is a girl who's like beautiful, mm -hmm. talented, more accomplished than in 830 years but that's than the most thing. people. That's your perspective. That is your perspective, like seeing her right. from the outside looking in and going like, wow, she's amazing. Of course. I think most people would look at her and her resume like, and her life experiences and be like, yes, she is incredible. incredible. But that is the thing about depression. It steals your joy and it creates a reality in your mind of a perception of yourself that is not actually true. It lies to you consistently, but it's not, you know, it's not for us really to say like, oh, but her life was so amazing. Because yes, it was, it looks like it was amazing. And she was an incredible person um, by so many standards. Yeah, but and like, aside from all that, was actually like a really good person. Like she yeah. was doing like pro bono yeah. work for people who had been, I think, wrongly incarcerated. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's sad. Yeah. Like I, I was really just devastated yeah. by the news. And, um, yeah, but know, I mean, I, I I do say that like I, I was serious about the uh, about the like kind of emphasis on or like the call to action in so many ways um, because it is not enough to just kind of check on people but like really know what signs you're looking for and 
don't just check on other people, check on yourself. Because I know a lot of people who are real quick to to pour into others and to like support their friend groups and all that, but like they never take a moment to go, oh, wait, I actually am not really okay habitual, right now. Habitual caretakers. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I fall into that pattern myself all the time. It's like, oh, but I'm not okay. Like right, right. spending a lot of time focusing on other people, but I haven't dealt with my own shit. Mm -hmm. um, and shout out to my therapist. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, um, winners and losers, Malika, I will let you go first. Gosh, okay, so who are my winners and who are my losers? I will say that the losers for me for this week, because I'll start with the losers, um, Drake. <laughs> okay, that's fair. They, they roasted him I really did. And I was here for it. I thought it was so funny. Oh, poor baby. But, uh, <laughs> but I will say Drake um, for obvious reasons. Because you know he's outside the house just stealing. Right. Writing his next song. <laughs> writing his next Marvin's. He is in Marvin's house right now. Right. Um, and I will also say anybody who expected an additional album because <laughs> you ain't never getting that album. <laughs> Myself included, yeah. we're never getting the album. It's it's yeah. fine. It's fine. We're never getting it. Um, yeah. She made good music. She has, you know, you know, how many? There's six, a catalog six, like, that I love. Already, that's right. more albums than most right. people. There's a catalog listening. that I love personally, yeah. and and that's all we'll ever get. Yeah. So, Godspeed. Um, let me think. Who are my winners? Okay, so for winners, I'll say anyone who never knew that what they really wanted out of life was a Fenty baby line. Because <laughs> I feel like we're going to get if one. She does that, if she does that, she's really going to kill that market. Listen, because if there is a Fenty baby wear line, I would just say you heard it here first. Re, if you would like to hire anyone for strategic communications, if you need somebody, in that area, I got you, boo. Um, I'm here for you, you know, sister to sister. That's all I'm saying. Um, call me. Um, so I will say anyone who never knew that they really needed a Fenty baby wear line. And gosh, who else is a winner this week? Actually, some pretty good winners. Um, oh, you know what? And I'm gonna hate myself because I don't actually remember this gentleman's name, but there is a Haitian skier who is the first Haitian um, at the Winter Olympics representing for, for skiing. And, you know, yes. And like, forgive me because um, the, like his name, but, um, but shout out to this gentleman who is repping Haiti, Haiti um, Chari. I am not Haitian, by the way. I have to like give that disclaimer, but I did live there for a couple years and um, and love the country very much. So, um, but yeah, no, shout out to Haiti. Shout out to this gentleman repping in the cold because you know I don't do cold. So there's that, but yeah, no, he's my winner for this week. Um, so shout out to him. Okay. All right, since you started with losers first, I will do the same. Um, huh, quite a few. I'll start with Kanye West, um, who's apparently telling people that- He's a persistent loser. Right, yeah, really. Last several 
Yes. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, he's been going around telling people that Pete Davidson has AIDS. Kanye's been telling anybody within an earshot of himself how he could. He's trying to spread a rumor that Pete Davidson has AIDS. This, I'm telling you, this is a fact. I've heard this from eight people. He's telling everybody. Which I just think is just. Like, sir. 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 Why, is, why are we doing that? I'm just saying, if What's you're a hater, just say that. Right. It's just. Like, just be done. Like, just. If you're a hater, just say that. Why are you. Why are you worried? That's, that's crazy. So, um, Lord. Yeah, Kanye West is definitely my first loser. Um, oh, my second loser is slipping my mind. Um, we'll get back to it, but winners. Slip it away, bro. Slip it away, bro. Too. Right, of course, of course. That was perfect. <laughs> but winners, I, my winners are fresh in my mind. Oh. Cardi B for for oh, getting Cardi. a couple million dollars settlement for um for well suing uh, well Tasha deserved. K, which is crazy. Like, listen, you gonna talk outside gonna, of your neck, right? You, put that woman out of it. For anyone who doesn't um remember, <laughs> that's great. The blogger Tasha K basically just made up lies about Cardi mm -hmm. B, saying she used to be a prostitute, that she had STDs. Yeah and all types of shit and she sued and followed through with it. it's been like three years uh you know in the making mm -hmm. and so she won and it was awarded a like 4.1 million dollar settlement so yeah cardi b mm -hmm. winner and you know what i also love about that was that she was so like i don't think i've seen cardi come out and like make any type of grandiose statement about this it was like run me my check right, right. and just kept it pushing right. i love that for her right i love that for her right. And then my next winner is Janet Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, there was a documentary this past weekend that I yeah. I implore you to watch. It's really I have good. to watch it. And I've only seen like snippets. I have to watch it. She, it just lets you really. I mean, they, they a lot was left out of it, mm -hmm. but overall, it was just like a beautiful just look at her life uh, leading up to this point. And um, this makes you appreciate just how much she's done for us and yeah. done for popular music. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, I, it, listen, I was so entertained. It I mean, was, she's a queen. She's... She really is. She really is. And um, in the days since it's, you know, since it's aired, first yeah. of all, it was the highest uh, rated um, documentary since Michael Jordan's mm -hmm. Last Dance. And uh, she has been ruling the iTunes charts since then. Like, all mm. her songs and videos oh, wow. and albums are, like, I in the top ten. Her. And so it's really, it's a great moment um, for Janet Jackson. And I think we just, you know, she deserves all of it. And in the documentary, she actually tells us to, like, leave Justin alone. And we all said, no. No. Um, and We're not so, over it. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, if, I'm not if sorry. If you forgiving, that's fine. Janet. Like, that's lovely. Yeah, that's that's great for you. you. Yeah, that's all That's you. great for you. But we're waiting in it. So, um, yeah, that's that's really, I, I don't know what to tell her, but yeah, I, I, I have all these things written down, but like they're in my notes, and I don't want to end the video. But I have, um, I think, got some good winners and losers. Mm -hmm. Give me a moment, let me think, because I have that. Let me dig. Method Man's finest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about Method Man? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying that Method Man has been in the entertainment industry for a couple decades now, and he has only gotten finer. And he um, he recently did this like Essence interview where he talks about kind of the um, being objectified. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really. It was more so like the the unexpectedness of being of becoming kind of a sex symbol, um, and how he 
really just kind of wants to be taken seriously as opposed to being objectified. And my first thought upon kind of reading this was like, or we could do both. Like I take you seriously and I also <laughs> find you to be incredibly attractive. So, you know, layers is all I'm saying. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm gonna actually really real quick add another loser. Yeah. The NFL just been sued by Brian Flores. Well deserved. For being Thank super you. fucking racist. Um, apparently, they did this thing where like, cause there's a Rooney rule, which yeah. is, requires them to interview at least two minorities for every head coaching job and mm -hmm. at least one minority for all the like the operations jobs, yeah. senior operations jobs. And they called him for an interview, the Giants. Mm -hmm. And there was this other guy named Brian, Brian yeah. uh, Dabble or something, or Dabble, I'm not sure mm -hmm. how it's pronounced, but Bill Belichick texted Text Brian Flores <laughs> saying congrats but he texted the wrong Brian. And he had and so, not actually and he interviewed, hadn't even interviewed yet. yet. So that means he interviewed after they had already picked the mm -hmm. winner for the job, the person that they were gonna hire. Because the requirement is that they interview. Not that they hire. Exactly. And so it makes you wonder how our careers are affected by things like this. Oh, of course. And I'm talking about like, it clearly is happening in other Obviously. industries where like, oh, like they just wanted to like present, yeah. you know, yeah. A, 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 a concerted effort or sincere effort to yeah. be inclusive and so well, let's just interview these people no but that's consistent never, yeah. that's that's a consistent issue and it's something that um i think a lot of uh a lot of the private sector not just private sector but a lot of industries reconcile with that in particular after george floyd because there was this you know surge of attention mm -hmm. um focused on racial justice and diversity equity and inclusion but it was a lot of, it felt to me as if there were, there was a lot of attention and a lot of conversation, but not necessarily a lot of systemic change. Right. And I've seen some improvements. I've seen some examples where I'm like, okay, I think, I think you're really, you know, putting some thought into this, but, but generally I think a lot of, um, unfortunately, a lot of initiatives around, um, around equity are often performative and they are not focused on really any systemic change. They're focused on the lip optics, service yeah. and, the, and the optics. And it's like, those of us who are representing marginalized communities, like we know it's not like you're not slick. Like right. we can tell, Right, right. we can tell. Yeah. And we can tell because we're not being promoted at the same rates. Like we can tell because you still aren't running us our checks. So yes, actually we know, like we're asking for we're asking for advancement, we're asking for opportunities, we're asking for, you know, the door to actually be opened as opposed to, you know, consistently, these consistent barriers. And instead you're giving us, um, instead you're giving us like black happy hours and- <laughs> Wake it up. Right, and and conversations around DNI with the CEOs where, uh, where there are questions that are asked anonymously but never really answered. Um, and so conversation is great. I am a strong proponent of, of, of open um, communication. But that being said, if you're not going to walk the walk, if you're only gonna talk the talk, I don't, you can keep it actually, because I don't actually need that lip service. Like what I need is real action. So yeah. you can keep that. Thanks. I will say that um, in terms of additional winners, the 
my last one that I forgot about is just Rihanna herself because she looks amazing yeah. and um, and I think that you know she wears motherhood really beautifully and I hope that she has a really smooth and easy pregnancy. Pregnancy is incredibly hard um, and uh, <laughs> uh, and both that process and the birth itself are going to be challenging. So sure. I will say she is carrying with a lot of grace yeah. um, and just looks really really happy. So I, I wish her all the best. I like that ASAP Rocky's Bajan as well. Or half Bajan at least. His yeah. dad his dad was Bajan. Yeah, I mean that was all nice. that was all well and good, but it also <laughs> just made me like more irritated because I was like, Oh, so you're also just like representing the colorism of the islands. Lovely. Thank you for that. That's all I'm saying. Ooh. Well, there you have it. But yeah, I'm gonna add a couple more winners. Chris Cuomo. <laughs> who is You know I thought about including him. <laughs> I thought about putting him on my list. That's, you know what? That's, that's how I play. I that's that how funny. I play. I'm, I'm really like that. The petty. So, <laughs> the so, petty. So Chris Cuomo, former host of uh, Cuomo Primetime, which was like the 9 p.m. show right, on, right, right. on CNN. Actually, it was the biggest show on the network. Yes. And then was fired because he was found to have been colluding with his uh, brother, former governor of New York, mm -hmm. Andrew Cuomo, and trying to help him like deal with his sexual... Misconduct. So to be clear, deeply problematic. Deeply like, problematic, for sure. There's no but, real but winner also, here. There's no real but, winner. You know. And it's all villains, by the way. Right. But also, you know, um, you know, it's unrealistic to think that someone's not going to help their brother when they have a big platform. So anyway, he was fired. And on his way out, we were finding out today, actually. Mm -hmm. Today is February 3rd. Mm -hmm. He revealed that Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN, was sleeping with or had a relationship mm -hmm. i mean of course we're intimate mm -hmm. with a woman named allison gallist or galliest i'm not sure i'm not sure how you pronounce yeah it. yeah but she was the cmo of cnn uh, chief marketing officer and executive vice president of cnn worldwide and because of that jeff sucker was uh i think made to resign um, you know, I don't think that was voluntary. And I, doubt so, it. I doubt it. So, so yes. And so basically, he, he, you know, he lit the place on fire on his way out. And I, I, I'm not mad at him. Like, really, that's, I, I, I'm not mad. And mind you, this lady, Allison, used to work for Andrew Cuomo. Oh, no. She used to do PR for Andrew Cuomo before she joined CNN. No. And he says that emails between her and Jeff and, like, no. Andrew show that they had been inviting him to come on CNN. So, like, they were basically layers, yeah, like crucifying him for something that they seem to have been supporting in emails. But whatever the case, the relationship has been exposed, and I think there's a larger conversation here about how people sometimes have these relationships at the workplace, mm -hmm. and then you see them rising through the ranks. And this is not to say that the woman isn't talented; we we know nothing about her and her. Yeah, skills. I don't know anything about her. But it does raise questions. That's your know, CMO sometimes because you see some issues where it's like. They're rising through the ranks, mm -hmm. and it so might I not make sense to you. And see, and that's this... and but that's the that's the issue I think with a lot of not just workplace romantic relationships, but what I would like to kind of key in on is the disparity in relationships that exist in the workplace in general, right? Because 
how many times have we heard about kind of like the good old boys club and you know the men who are invited to play golf and like their kids go to the same private schools and like they have these these networks and these circles that exist outside of the workplace that are then reinforced within that space <clears throat> excuse me so so for me it's not just about like the romance of it all like i think we like to kind of like make these kind of salacious right, right, you right. know it's the broader but it is but it's yeah. the broader conversation about like having relationships with people that you know work with you that go beyond what is you know the, the nine to five business and how does that benefit you because it is common knowledge that having um having friendships outside of the workplace with the people that you work with, especially if they're in positions of power, uh, can help you advance. And so I think that we, you know, we focus on it so often when there is romance involved because we love a good, like, sexy, salacious yeah. tidbit, but we never really examine the fact that, like, what is what actually needs to be discussed is the unfairness of of this, you know, kind of disparity in relationships. It's like, if I just, like, if I don't want to hang out with you on a Saturday because, like, my weekends are sacred, like... Or sometimes it can be as simple as, oh, I'm not interested in the same... Right, thing. and we so just we don't... Can't, exactly. We can't, we, we we can't, can't talk about baseball because I don't about, care about baseball. Right, and, and we can't now my about career this. is suffering because of that. Exactly. And so it's like, I think we need to have a, a larger conversation mm -hmm. just about, like, how we... Or how favors are doled out or how preference is given within workplaces based on affinity bias you know as opposed to just like oh there was romance but it's like you also just like this person because you both root for the same sports team which i've seen commonly yes or because you're from the same town yeah. or you know like they're like pick your yeah. pick your affinity right. you like this person because of this reason and you're more likely to think about them first when it comes to advancement just because of this affinity bias and so it's not just romance like obviously I think that there are a lot of fish in the sea and like maybe you should start looking outside your office for you know for your relationships but that's not my business um but it's but for me it's really not about that because she could be an incredibly stellar executive yeah, yeah. And I think it is unfortunate that so many people are going to start thinking like, oh, well, did she get to where yeah. she was supposed to be? Right, right, right. Like, she, I yeah. don't know anything about her. Right. She could and be also, incredible. I just want to be clear that ultimately, even though, yes, I'm saying sometimes yeah, you see people rise through the ranks, it's like, hmm, right. and, no, that and, that, and no, and that's true. And that's true. Yeah. But it's like, I don't actually know anything about this particular person. Exactly. So I like, want to make it clear that I'm not talking about her. Of course not. But of I do not. think it is unfortunate that like, that is our instinctive kind of thought process because we're like, wait a second, but yeah. how did this, per you know, and yeah. it's, and, 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 and I think these, that that's ultimately these... why so many people avoid workplace relationships because they don't want that their actual resume to be questioned or they don't want their caliber of work to be questioned mm -hmm. because that is a conversation that's ultimately going to happen. Mm -hmm. But we never have those same conversations about just like kind of the basic affinity bias that is associated with like, oh, I just fuck with you because our kids go to the same school and we're on PTA together. And unfortunately, it, it's usually some just random basic ass reasons like that. Right. And now you're VP. Right. <laughs> like you're actually the most mediocre person in this company, but, but now you're, <laughs> now you're catch you. Like you're about to Yay, be CEO. congratulations. <laughs> but, <laughs> not, um, not, right. <laughs> not the Nancy Pelosi clap. Right. 
<laughs> no, but really, um, it's like, you know, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, when Chris Cuomo, you know, just, you won. That was you hilarious. Won. I, I, I will just say, just from the comedy of it all, yeah, I was like, it's just is damn. Just and he apparently brought it up while he was negotiating his severance package. <laughs> that man. <laughs> Just, I love it. it. I love it. I just, I love it. It's like, was his support for his brother problematic? Yes. Absolutely. But yes. like, ultimately, don't like, think that yeah. you should have got away with that. But yeah. also, the the burning I it down he, yeah, on your way out, out was hilarious. Yeah, and that's really, say. that's so my style. So I love it. Because you're I, <laughs> You know, but I have to say, like, as much as what he did with his brother was bad. Yeah. I just don't think what, what were we were expecting. Like, I, I always thought the right way to do it was to have him not be on the show at all. I always yeah. thought it was problematic to have him interview his brother. Period. No, I agree with that. Like, even when it was like, I agree with that because public, there was a there was an yeah, obvious compliment. Yeah. and when people thought it was cute when they like they like banter. Oh, have you called mom? Yeah, I was like, this is this is inappropriate. Like, this is a governor. This is serious business for the pandemic. Yeah. He should not be interviewing his brother. Yeah. So that has always been my stance, and of course. It blew up in and, their faces. And granted, and I think that if you were if you were having a conversation that was more of you know kind of a um, not really like a fluff piece or like something yeah. that was like more complimentary um, to a serious segment, then then perhaps you do want the brother to come in because it's really all about like yeah. when you're when you're thinking about like your messaging, it's about what do people need to hear and from whom mm -hmm. and so perhaps it is my brother that is better positioned to, to have a certain conversation mm -hmm. but if you're talking about kind of serious subject matter that ultimately will need to that that is is going to get wide wide viewership then i would say yeah mm -hmm. it was probably not yeah. the best idea no so yeah sorry yeah. you're back but anyways um final winner moderna who just began trials for an HIV vaccine. Yes. Um, they're doing it in collaboration with an organization. I forget their name, but they're dedicated to um, fighting HIV. Mm. Um, I'm gonna put it on the screen. Uh, but they started trials last week. Uh, what a time to be alive. If yeah. this turns out to be successful, this will be transformational for, a lot, of, for a lot of lives. Yeah. Uh, for people who are living, well, maybe not people living with it, but definitely people yeah. who may be at risk of getting it for yeah. whatever reason. I think it's 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 fantastic. So, yeah, hopefully that works out. Um, and you know, fingers crossed. Honestly, we should all just go buy some Moderna stock, just you know, in case. <laughs> yeah, that's it, um, Malika. This was so much fun. We could have gone like honestly. I was looking at the time; like it's been over an hour, oh, wow. and I'm trying to like, make the episodes like shorter. But the conversation was amazing. We should and, really like Takiki. Yeah. Um, and, so. Uh, yeah, I just appreciate you stopping by. You My always pleasure. have amazing thoughts. You're literally one of the smartest people I know. Oh, and um, so sweet. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, it's a Episode pleasure. 54, talk to you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>